force is coming into balance. And we're here to find it. I need someone to show me my place in all this. You're traveling the Junlin Wastes with Mark and Dan. The Junlin Wastes are not to be traveled lightly. A podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the Star Wars expanded universe and beyond. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. Hello, I'm Mark. With me is my co-host, Dan. Hello. And you are traveling the Junlin Wastes again. It is December 6, 2020. We are fully within the holiday season, and The Mandalorian has uh, been, been, been heating up and still continues to go on on, on quite a roll. Uh, this is a first, I think, for Dan and I that we've done. This is like a, uh, or maybe it wasn't. This is like three weeks in a row we've done a, uh, a, a podcast. It's like our, our monthly podcast is becoming like a weekly podcast. Yeah, I think we're we're hitting Until our stride. It doesn't be. Yeah, maybe so. Well, you know, <laughs> I just I, I there's something about the season that I just after I watched, I was like, okay, we got we got to chat about this. Yeah, we got to uh, talk about it. Got to chat about it. Um, okay, so let's just let's just get into it right now. This is the uh, I guess the 14th chapter, and it was called the tragedy. And just a little bit of a uh, a brief uh, summary of what happened on there. So the Mandalorian, you know, he goes, to, he's heading off to Tython with Grogu. And uh, they're supposed to go to that uh, that that temple and on top of the mountain. And he takes Grogu and he sits him right there. And at first, nothing seems to be happening except him just looking at him, at Grogu looking at the Mandalorian and, and just like, eh, okay. He's supposed to like you know, pull in some sort of Jedi force to try to uh, to call somebody. Um, what happens is is uh, it doesn't look like anything's happening. Then all of a sudden we see coming out of the horizon is Slave One, which we haven't seen in the longest amount of time. And at first I thought, oh my god, is Boba Fett a Jedi? I was like, anything is possible. I guess <laughs> is that who got pulled into here? Now that uh, would be epic. I mean, that would just blow away everything. I think. Uh, I mean, I I don't I I don't think they could possibly have gone down well, that what, direction. What but. they could have done is made Boba Fett actually an advanced form of Yoda's species. That would have been really crazy. Oh my God, that's an even crap. <laughs> that is like, you know, EU to the extreme. My God. Right. Uh, but it's Boba Fett. He does arrive there with uh, Fennec Shand, who we, I thought she was, she was a goner, but you were like, that's Boba Fett. I'm telling you, that's Boba Fett from that season yep. one who who saved her, and yep. he certainly did. And uh, he he meets up with the Mandalorian who is uh, going down to check this situation out, and he says he wants his armor back, that armor that was worn by the uh, the Marshal, also known as Cobb Vanth, which I did hear that Cobb Vanth character does appear within um, within the, those aftermath uh, trilogy of books, I believe. I know you've read them, but I know. I, yeah, I did. I don't actually remember. They, okay. Somebody they had were mentioned, I think, uh, in the good, second but book. kind of unmemorable. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I haven't read them. Um, I don't. I'm. Way I enjoyed back them. They were a good but, ride. They were a good um, ride. They were good. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, so following this little bit of intense, uh, you know, situation where the Mandalorian is, is <laughs> he's getting all, uh, he's getting all Mandalorian with him, like, you're not a Mandalorian, you know, are you part of the watch? Are you part of, and, and, and he's like saying the armor was my father's and give it to me now. Uh, it, it, another shuttle lands as they're having this little bit of a intense confrontation. Um, with a bunch of stormtroopers who who are are being sent out obviously to pick up uh, the asset, otherwise known as the child, otherwise known as Grogu. Um, it does. It, they 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 come to an agreement that they say if they can if they can somehow like you know get out of that situation, that uh, the Mandalorian will give uh, Boba Fett his armor back. Um, right. Well, there is, if I remember, you could correct me if I'm like missing any sort of uh, details here, but then we see the Imperial cruiser overhead of Moff Gideon, which I'm, that is, is that, do you think that is a, uh, uh, a cruiser from uh, possibly the, uh, the final order in those hidden areas, do you think? I mean, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's, de- the fir- it's definitely the first order, I think. Okay, but it's, I think although it, you know what actually like no it, you're it, right it might it, be it might be from the final order it might really still because it's still so close to when it's definitely you know, not something from a uh, from an original trilogy time but it's certainly looking like something that you would have seen I think in uh, in the sequel trilogy that was the only reason I I, I mentioned yeah that no there. amazing yeah but uh, but then after that uh, what happens I did not think this would ever happen. Since it's only season two of the show, the Razor Crest gets blown to bits, <laughs> which I was a little bit shocked by that. Uh, I think the only reason is because um, recently, um, you know, Hasbro's HasLab had put out the previous year they they did that and taught that you know job is huge sail barge, and this year they're 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 doing the Razor Crest, and I'm like, is is this Hasbro's Uh-oh. way of saying like you know that uh, you know what we're really going to send you is just a empty box or something. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, uh, right. Gideon sends out the dark troopers. They kidnap Grogu. They take him aboard the cruiser. And then Fett and Shan, they say, we're going to honor your... No, he gets back his uh, his his armor and they're going to help the, the Mandalorian find Grogu. Um, he ends up going to uh, Cara Dune to try to break out Mayfield, who uh, he says he needs. That was a character from that uh, that heist episode in season one to help track down Gideon's ship and to rescue Grogu. And uh, the last things we see is Grogu going absolutely bonkers on stormtroopers inside his cell, which I mean it was it was terrifyingly weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, no, I, was, I, I thought that, that I, you it, know, I, yeah, that was a little much. It was really sad. And it, it kind of, do you remember I said, like, what would happen if they, like, turned him into Palpatine or something? Like, if, if, like if he was carrying Palpatine's spirit? Yeah, and, I, I mean, he wasn't, obviously, but I, I thought that would be kind of the ultimate... Well, this is good. Awful thing to do. Well, this is a good point because this is this is what we're talking about here. I think this is bringing to the crux of the story here. Um, Just forgetting all like you know Boba, which is certainly good to see Boba Fett again back in the armor. But um, you know, really, when it cuts back down to Grogu again, I mean, they are not going to let up this 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 kernel of 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 knowledge that we now have that he does have a bit of a dark side to the po- to almost and this was i think being also pr- impressed upon a little bit more because over the last week or so after we heard ahsoka saying that uh you know he has a dark side he was there at the temple when it fell um 
back when Anakin did what he had to do. Uh, and now all the theories are coming out. Was he there with those younglings oh, at the vi- time that oh, Anakin did this and that he was a witness to seeing and that the reason why maybe in that first season why he was he, he was powerful in some way of like, you know, his, his, this father figure. Remember they were, he was having that arm wrestling match with uh, Cara Dune and then all of a sudden... Yeah. He thinks he's hurting. I think the Mandalorian, and he he, he does a force choke on uh, on Cara Dune. And right, I'm I just right. wondering is as I was thinking about this is like because Anakin certainly knew how to do that. Was that something he saw done to his friends, <laughs> to the other younglings, in addition to everything else that went down? And in, in, in when they when well, they found I mean, the young, I mean, I'm just saying all this awful stuff. Is yeah. this is this where they're trying to lead us into that we are definitely going to be getting a darker Grogu? <laughs> I mean, I think we already got a darker Grogu. So, oh yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's. I mean, it's, if it keeps going, I mean, and you can t- see that they know that the Emperor knows that, and they want him to be dark. Like they mm-hmm. like it. It's like funny for them. Well, this is. I mean, it, it was always they were talking about the blood. You know, in previous episodes, that they were trying to take the blood and and they were going to be using it for whatever purposes they were using it for in that what appeared to be a cloning center. But um, is it is it now? Do you think in Gideon's mind are we? Because th- I was thinking this is that maybe he's taking this to the next level, saying we just are not going to take his blood. But as you were saying, like you know, is there a way to actually utilize Grogu as is as another? As, as another tool, another weapon for us. Yeah, they might be. I mean, they just, in general, they like, I, I think, seeing him use the Force. I, I think the deal is they want to use his blood. I mean, yeah. it's a whole vampire theme going yeah, it on. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right? They, they want to use his blood to somehow help the clones, like Palpatine's clones or something. Yep. They need with a, you know blood that has a high midichlorian count. Um. That last and, that last scene really still sticks with me, though. Well, it was disturbing yeah. on a lot of levels. Yeah, no, I, I, it was it was. Yeah, go on. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, just, just it just seems that that we are now. I mean, this is I think part of the really good storytelling that's going on here, is that we know there's two episodes left in this season, and at the same time, Grogu right now is in basically a prisoner of of this of the Imperial remnant. And obviously this is this is what they have been looking for for him for so long for two seasons now. Um, I got a feeling that we're not going to I don't I don't think the Mandalorian is going to be getting back uh, Grogu in the next two two episodes. I got a feeling that, that he is in possession of the in the of these imperial of the imperial remnant for for quite some time. I think the story is going to um, evolve that way, where it's going to be almost like, you know, he has this mission to get him to to, to Grogu to a Jedi. At the same time, it is um, I think it's going to be one of these chasing down stories that come that with with season three. I think that uh, that Grogu is going to still be in their possession, and I think that it's going to be. The Mandalorian, Cara Dune, um, a team that's going to be out searching. I think we're yeah. going to see the the. I think we're going to see Grogu. Maybe it's almost like we're going to see a dark side training that oh, we haven't seen before. You know, maybe there is a dark force or darks. Maybe it's the Emperor himself in whatever form it is um, who's going to train Grogu. 
Yeah, that would be uh, that would be amazing. I don't know if I don't know if the emperor is going to make an appearance. Um, he might. He I might. only say that because yeah. I mean, you you had mentioned that um, you know this is this seems to be like pulling in or, or it's trying to make that connection to the sequel, the sequel trilogy and what it was trying to, what we figured out what the what Palpatine's plan was by by Episode Nine. Um, it certainly may not be that way. I mean, um, this this show can certainly hold up on its own without having to rely on, I think, the the, the, the sequel trilogy. At the same time, I think it's uh, it'd be cool to see those uh, little connections, um, if possible, made. Um, okay, so, I mean, they, I, they, all these questions about Grogu, and I think that, I mean, I thought it was fascinating to see him sitting there on the rock and then all of a sudden getting into that meditation pose with the fingers and everything, and that, 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 that column of light that he was sending out because at first he wasn't doing anything and i'm wondering was it grogu who was connecting with somebody or did somebody actually connect with him oh because he was nobody the mandalorian wasn't able to get to him at all it was that that force field was preventing him from grabbing him up so i'm wondering if that was being done by whatever jedi is out there were they the ones who were, or he or she or whoever it was, preventing uh, the Mandalorian from 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 taking him? I think. I mean, I think the. Uh, I think it was just a function of that place. Okay. Like I mean, when a Jedi sits on that rock, it it kind of starts this force beacon or something like that. Mm. I kind of I kind of think that's what's uh, that's what's going on. Um, you know, I couldn't I tell if he was really like you know consciously doing this or if this well, was. Did you notice the the connection to um, the Last Jedi? Well, with Luke sitting on the stone, you're talking about. Yeah, but what specifically did he do to Ray? What did what did Luke do to Ray on the rock? Yeah, uh, I know he, he. I mean, he tells her to breathe and tells her to. Uh, right, he to, puts her hand on the stone. Oh, that's true. Oh. And so, and so, Baby Yoda. I can't stop calling him that. Yeah, Grogu, <laughs> <laughs> formerly known. He's gonna be like formerly known. the art, artist known, formerly known as Baby Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> live in concert. Ladies live in concert. Oh my God! Put your hands a, together. Wouldn't that make a cool print? Him with like well, a guitar actually, on. Actually, bef- before we go into yeah. the fact that that Baby Yoda and Ray both put their hand on the stone before some freaky yeah. stuff happened. Yeah. If Grogu was like a like a rock star, what kind of genre would he be? Uh, ooh, that's a, that's that's that that's interesting. I don't know. Um, if just as like you know as as his own personal character, I would say like uh, maybe he's a little bit more bluegrass. But if you still sit him on the rock, or whatever, you start hitting like you know psych rock. <laughs> it's psychedelic rock, rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I can I kind of see him as kind of like some sort of like. Just breaking out fire by Jimi Hendrix and everything. Yeah, no, like more like a almost like a badass like rapper or something. Oh, something like, some like that. Big oh, beats. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean. He puts his hand down the stone. Like, oh my boom. gosh, wow, that would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, we've taken this to a totally new place. Yeah. So anyway, know. so if anyone has any ideas as to what yeah, kind of rock star <laughs> Grogu is, and what you'd like to see him on stage doing, yep, uh, please let us know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and keep it clean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> it's a family show, darn it. Um, is it? No, it is. So yeah. okay, so so he puts his hand down on the stone also, and then some freaky stuff happens. Yep. So there's something about like they they call it something. Sit him on the stone of blah yeah. blah blah, and then he like puts his hand down, and all this stuff happens. The same thing happens to Ray. So there's some ancient Jedi tradition of some giant stone at the pinnacle of a temple, 
that is powerful and when touched by someone who understands the force does something. I was actually going back to my uh, Dawn of the Jedi comics to, uh, today to see oh. if I could find some some clues or in there that that would that would trigger something. Um, I think I mentioned the previous podcast that like each of the big three story arcs of the Dawn of the Jedi is is out this month as as part of like uh, Marvel's epic collection. So I was going to pick that up because. Um, I, I I didn't have the the last two story arcs, but I did have the first story arc in that. But I was I, I wanted to go through that with a fine tooth comb to see if there's any any clues from there that uh that that maybe Filoni or Favreau might have like you know thrown in it. Because obviously, I mean, that that whole temple and so forth. I mean, they're just dig, digging in. I think to to some some goody you that I think has to come into play. If you're going to mention Tython, it's mentioned in those comics, it was mentioned in, in the Darth Bane series. It's, I mean, it's mentioned in a bunch of different places as well, too. And you were even saying, like, you know, even the sequel trilogy, you get that upside-down pyramid, which which sort of, like, you know... Yeah. Is, is a little bit of an allusion to that. Totally. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's. It, I I think we're left with more questions about Grogu than, than, than answers. Um, it's, it's still, I mean, part of me was... I think they're still trying to play off the cuteness of of Grogu and that first uh, shot of of him, you know, riding along with uh, with the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian's doing something like, you know, I think like a lot of parents will do, like you know, they get to the stoplight, they turn around, they go, "Hey, kiddo," and then he just says his name just to see the the the, the kid like recognize it and, and laugh a little bit. So you're like, "Grogu, I see you," you know, <laughs> something right. like that. Yeah, no, um, it, was def- it was cute. I mean, I I feel like the the show got dark really quick. Oh, totally, totally. And like I. I Part of me kind of was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, why did you go there?" You know? Uh, yeah. Well, I think I mean that 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 I I I think the nature of of this story is is definitely is 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 turning a little bit. I mean, we're 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 get, we got that good dab of cuteness, I think, in in almost two full seasons, and now I think, and I, I as George one time said, like you know, the middle part of any any good story is 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 where things you know go straight to hell. So <laughs> right, no, um, that's true. This for might sure. be where we're, we're we're leading, especially right now. I mean, and if if you're going to like have Boba Fett in this episode, which is we can we can transition to chatting about him a little bit here. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, his story is certainly not 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 a warm fuzzy story. He is. I mean, you could see from his face, he is a scarred, and 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 bitter individual. Um, granted, if you spend some time in the uh, stomach of the Sarlacc, you're certainly going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, a, you know a what? Not rosy look on life, but no, for sure. I mean, I I gotta say, I mean, what I find fascinating is the kind of transition of Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back to like this kind of like almost like hero to like Star Wars fans. It's very weird. It's weird. It? Yeah. Like he's a terrible villain. He's yeah. the worst. Yep. You know? Yep. And then like he kind of transformed. I think like once he got like epically like destroyed by Luke Skywalker. Yep. Um, and thrown down the pit of a, a man eating Sarlacc. Uh, that was in, Han who hit him in the back with that oh, spear. Oh, right. That's there right. You're right. I, oh, you're I'm right. thinking Sorry. back or whatever. Although Luke did get a, good, a couple of good shots on him. I mean, Boba tried to knock him off that skip. Right. It didn't really work. Right. He, like, cut yeah. it, he cut his uh, blaster he, yeah. off or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it was, it was a one-two, but he was kind of, I, I think at that, that's when he became sympathetic somehow. You know, and then you have his backstory in, um, which Lucas threw in, in the prequels. And yep. I think together... You know, the fact that he was so easily kind of defeated and he obviously suffered and then you have this backstory about him 
um, where he's this cute but fairly evil kind of kid. Yeah, like in the Clone get him, Wars. Dad, get him! But <laughs> like, I mean, even, even yeah, the animated like, whoa, series, they, they they do. Yeah, he have was terrible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not exactly. He is who he is. I mean, he's a simple man trying to make his way in the universe through some really awful means. But um, um, yeah, no, I mean, but the question is like, just like, how did it go from? How did that character go from like loathed to loved? Like, you how know, did that I happen? think part of it is has to be, and I think George has mentioned this before, is that you know he gave this character, which he I, at first was not, I think, a character he thought was going to be like you know reaching epic levels, um, by giving him possibly the the coolest looking armor that you could find. <laughs> you know, he looks badass. He is. He's. He's. I mean, standing next to, to, to Darth Vader, I mean, he even had, I mean, you, part of me when I was a kid watching it, I was like, you know, does 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 Boba Fett take any 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 slack from 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 Vader or vice versa or do they because he, he I mean remember how Vader points to him and, and says like you know that no disintegrations line which means they have a history somewhere and I know there's some been some stories written about that um, about like what exactly happened to 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 make Vader say like you know this time you're not gonna do that um, but I think it's a fast I mean the character just maybe it's the same way that Vader was fascinating to people maybe part of it was you know the unknown under that under that mask um, as I'm staring here looking at my new um, holiday special Boba Fett print uh, from Rob Taylor from Hero 5 <laughs> I just oh, bought one of awesome. yeah, wow. like it's, it's a really cool print I keep looking at this because the background and the armor is just like it's, it, it, it really is awesome to look at wow. um, but wow. I think that's part of the reasoning why I think that the fascination with Boba Fett may have gone from from somebody who is you know doesn't exactly have a sympathetic you know story to um I think I think part of it was just the look of the character as well too. From that you get like the story. I mean this is taking place 4 or 5 years after return of the Jedi and we see that he is um I'm I'm wondering he's he's been on Tatooine this entire time. I'm wondering if he's had any sort of um cuz he carries those Gadarfi sticks. Does he have a relationship with the sand people or does he hate them too and he's killed a lot of them as well? Oh, I mean, I—that's I, a great question. I mean, he clearly—he's uh, brutal too when he fights. Oh yeah, I mean, I think those fight scenes were pretty epic. I mean, the whole thing, like all the action surrounding Boba Fett, was just completely. Epic oh, we have and never amazing. seen Boba Fett fight like this. Yeah, I mean, we kind of don't really know. Much we saw of, Jango Fett do his fighting. We saw a little bit of him of, of Boba fighting in, on on the skiff in Return of the Jedi. But I mean, this was like. Man, the bone crunching! <laughs> yeah, that was stick. it. Was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool, um, and I'm glad that uh, Timur was in there and doing his thing. I thought that was amazing. It was good to see him there again. Yeah, um, I'm glad to see the other. I mean, uh, the, the fact that they're also bringing back in Fennec Shand as well too. I I like that as well. I I, I like Ming Nang Wen as 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 an actor. Oh and, yeah, she's and, great. And she was great in Agents of Shield, and I just love seeing Fabulous. her in these type of roles. Um, I will say that as yeah. as as much as it was good to see Boba back and to see him back in the armor, I this is gonna sound a little because I know everybody's saying it was okay. It was this is good because oh, go we, ahead, we, say, we say it because I think because I think we I think we might agree on this. Go okay, ahead. this would be first. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was it was good to see like original trilogy troop stormtroopers again, and and the firefight was good, um, but. 
to me, it felt like a misplaced purpose. I know they had to bring Boba in here to 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 to, to solidify the the team that's being brought together to help save Grogu, but I just felt something was was a little bit off when. In that tension-filled discussion that that Boba has, and that Fennec Shan is back, and I mean, it, it seems like also the episode was I thought way too short. It was yeah, like how 30, long was it? It was by 30, the way. officially 32 minutes, but if you take away the credits and everything like that, it's probably a little under 30 minutes, maybe closer to 25 minutes. Oh, is that right? I mean, I just felt like the story. I felt that this this part of the story could have been elongated a little bit. I I I didn't really. I didn't really understand why Fennec Shan would be back. I mean, she owes a debt, I guess, to, 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 to Boba Fett and so forth. But there was something misplaced between Grogu being there at the temple, which I thought was going to be a little... The story was going to be a little bit more Jedi-heavy and maybe more closer to like like learning a little bit more about the nature of the Force and so forth. Um, but when you brought Boba Fett in there, it brought that grittiness to it that I don't know... I just had a hard time putting together like the grittiness of, of what we were seeing with Boba Fett in his story and the Mandalorian with you know in this battle, um, in connection with Grogu, you know, making this connection to with the Force to some Jedi out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him or why. It, it'll, the last few episodes are definitely be be worth watching. I'll, I'll say I noticed. I, I think I noticed a there, there's. I really it comes down to the. The following, which is that there's like there are two very strong aspects that run throughout Star Wars. One is action and adventure, mm-hmm. and then one is mythology. Uh, and the the magic to me happens when the two of those are equally as strong. Ah, interesting. And idea. and so the previous episode was so perfect. I, I can't. I don't even know how else to say it. It was yep. like. It was perfect Star Wars. It was like it had all the action, but it also had all the meaning and mythology. Exactly. Okay, and, there you go. Mate, exactly. And this episode had none of the meaning. It was just really good action pieces. And so I thought um, I thought it was fairly shallow writing on the part of John Favreau. It, I know I've criticized him. It felt a little disjointed in yeah. my opinion. The 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 story that was and like I said maybe that's what I was thinking when I was trying to connect this whole idea with with like you know, like say that mythology and the action. For some reason, it did something didn't gel correctly with it. I still enjoyed the episode just because it did have those like you know it had some of those elements that that make that makes a Star Wars fan like me happy. Oh, there's well, Boba no, I mean, Fett. how can you? I mean, no, I mean, I mean, you see Boba Fett. I mean, it's unbelievable, yeah. and he's like blow, He blows away those two ships, and it's like no, it's incredible. Um, there's just like. You know, anytime that a show does something like, oh, you know, I'll try again to get the kid out of there. Oh, never mind. And then the moment he walks away, mm-hmm. like the force shield goes out and the kid's like vulnerable. And then he gets taken by these weird robots. Like, yeah. st- like stuff like that just feels it's so manipulative and so kind of shallow. Well, I'm wondering. I if just it's, like, if it's why would you do like? Don't don't tease the audience like that. Like that's mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's well, just, I'm just these are tricks. You were saying that like you know? is, is the right maybe I mean everybody has a bad day. Was this just a bad day of writing that well, they put I, together I, because they were either it was like <laughs> somebody I was thinking yeah, right? maybe they're 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 getting cl- maybe we they're they're this was the edge of when COVID started and so forth or maybe this was um, 
I don't know. I thought all this, these episodes were for film before that. I'm, I'm just coming up with weird, weird explanations. But it just didn't seem that there was something disjointed that I, about this episode. While I did like it, and like I said, it had some of those elements that I did enjoy, it was just, I, I don't, there was something just, I mean, it was, it, it, the, the, the chapter's called it The Tragedy. Um, I think it did have a little bit of tragedy to it. <laughs> Not well, just no. for our characters, but I think the, the episode was having a little bit of trouble trying to um, make me say, oh, Right. Well, that was I mean, a great tra- episode. Well, tragedy has to work. I mean, it definitely works. It does work as a tragedy. It's just it's it's too short to really make to sell the tra- tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to sell a tragedy, you really have to show uh, just how how good something is, and then watch it be destroyed. That's that is what portrays tragedy. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it kind of you get like maybe the first couple minutes are are kind of kind of cute and you kind of see like this nice relationship with uh grogu and the mandalorian and uh but then it's very short and 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 then all of a sudden you, you because you know it's called the tragedy you know right away that either the kid's going to get taken or he's going to die like before i mean just all, once you see the setup it's like oh well that's what's going to happen and i feel like i feel like fat john favreau just like it's so like i get it like if you have Boba Fett blowing things up in an episode, you don't actually have to write that much. <laughs> I mean, like you're you counting know, I mean, like, on the it, nostalgia yeah. to, to yeah, pull you the through. The nostalgia yeah. is so good, yeah. and the fan service. I mean, talk about fan service. I mean, this was like fan service. Oh, God, you to saw the Slave max. One. You saw him back in yeah. the armor. You saw. Uh, you so know, he relies on that for his writing mm-hmm. as props for the writing, and the problem is the placement of this right after this beautifully, like epically. Yep incredibly carefully mm-hmm. written and directed uh, piece of work from from Dave Filoni then we have this and it's kind of, for me it was just, I was like what the hell was that like, you know as what? I'm thinking about this and as like, you're talking on, about man. this I think that what would have been good is that if they had concentrated on this episode being more <sighs> wouldn't have been interesting if it was just the Mandalorian and Grogu the entire episode and some sort of like he said, like mythological type of a, uh, of 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 ideas. Maybe something comes together with like that concept of the Mortis trilogy, where you where you have like you know characters within like a a, a, a you know a an imaginative type of a of of, of a of an existence, um, and then have after that episode the coming of Boba Fett and. And in a more action-oriented type of a of a story, that that maybe you could gel those two episodes together in a way to 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 to, to take you know Grogu's story from from this from from maybe identifying what he wants to do, and then all of a sudden in the action episode he gets taken at that point. But it just seemed to me that well, it, it was two different ideas. I mean, I I keep going back and saying disjointed, but that's what I felt is that it was yeah, two different well, stories yeah. that were that or two different sequences that just didn't seem to match enough for me to make me sit there and say that this was a, a fantastic episode of the Mandalorian. Well, what like what they week. could have done, which would have, I think would have had more depth is, you know, um, they could kind of a play, like I was also, I was disappointed in like, they're like, Oh, it's this, the ancient, you know, Jedi temple on Tython is the bir- like the birthplace of the Jedi. Yep. Like that's where it all started. Like so, so then we get like this like weird rocky mountaintop. Like that's it. Like you know what I mean. Like I was like, where's the yeah. epic temple? Like what would have been cool is oh, it's on that really high spire, like a peak. It's a spire. We yep. can't even get close. We have to la- land further down, and then they kind of make their way 
through the temple, and and because it's an ancient place and because it's dark, the the Mandalorian hallucinates a little. He starts seeing things, you know, that he shouldn't see. You know, just like make it more mythological. And and Baby Yoda is kind of freaking out because there's so much Force energy uh, there. And then when they get to the top, there's an epic battle with those Death Troopers, and the Mandalorian loses, only to come to be saved by um, Boba Fett. Oh, that's interesting. That would that would have been, been idea. that would have been really because you would have you know as they're going through the temple, you would have seen how close they've become. You would see yep. their camaraderie, and you'd see all this amazing kind of mythology. And then you can still see Boba Fett. You can still see the battle, but it would be it would be on it would be in tandem with this kind of beautiful uh, character development and also the mythology and the mythological concepts of the Force. Um, it just it, it would have been much, but it's, it's lazy writing. I mean, basically, you know, that, Favre, that's interesting Favre, how you say yeah. that. It's it. Yeah, I, I'm like, okay, I I think we both both have our ideas of, of what what would have made a, a little bit a better episode. But as I say mine, I say yours. I like yours a hell of a lot better than mine. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good. I really like that. That that sounds like a good like setup for 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 especially when you have two episodes left in the season. That sounds like a really good way to set something up, but right. um, anywho, that that was that was this week's uh, episode of The Mandalorian. Um, if we were to give it a uh, a grade, Dan, what would you give it? Um, oh boy, do you want my grade first? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yours first. Okay, <laughs> I I give it a, a, a B minus to tell you the truth. Okay, yeah. um, I yeah. get. I, like I said, I, I liked all the eye candy. I really enjoyed seeing the you know, original trilogy troopers. I liked seeing Boba Fett again. Um, uh, great action. Great to see Slave 1 again. I think the ending, seeing that Star Destroyer and, and Moff Gideon stuff is, is was 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 good. And um, But like I said, it was, it was the disjointed nature of, of the story. I thought that it could have been pulled off a little bit better. That's Yeah, I, I would I give it like I give it a C. A C? I mean, I'm, okay. I'm close to giving it a C minus. I mean, I really, yeah. it was just, I, but I don't think that's fair. I think in, I think it's only in comparison with last week's show. We've that had I, some really good episodes leading up to this. I mean, we've really have had some. I mean, as I'm looking at our our, our grades for for previous ones, you know, the the, the Marshall we both gave A's. The the passenger uh, I gave a. a, a a B minus, and I think you gave a C minus. The uh, airness, we I gave a B plus, you gave an A plus. Um, Siege B, I gave a B plus, and you gave a B minus. So I mean, it was um, back and forth a little bit, but I think on a whole, I think that the episodes have been have, have been good and have been moving the story forward well. Um, this this one, I'm I'm just interested in seeing how it's all going to come together in the last two episodes more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, I, I want to see what happens. I just, I feel like, you know, you've got two episodes out of many that, that have, I feel like, real content, a real story content and yep. story development. And then the rest seem like action kind of set pieces and nostalgic things to kind of draw in the fans. I will um, say, a, I don't a have certain any problem with that, to tell you the truth. I really don't have any problem with that, because that, I mean, that's just who I am. I got gotcha. um, I just, I, I, if, if you can do that while not sacrificing the the, the story and, 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 and where we are in this story, I think that's 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 where it's, I think, the, the linchpin for all that is. Um, yeah. 
One yeah. other quick news story I just wanted to mention. We won't go into yeah. this too far because there's really no information about this. Oh, yeah, one Ob- more thing to say, too. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So the Obi-Wan story. Yep. Obi-Wan, uh, we got news here in because Dan and I are, are, are in Massachusetts in the Boston area. We found out that uh, they're going to be filming some of the Obi-Wan Disney Plus show in Boston starting next month. I know it's which, amazing. Which I find I like it's, of all the places they were think I, I would say they said they're going to film some in London, which is makes sense. But I'm like in Boston too, wow, that is that's interesting. <laughs> I was like, right. oh, did you see? Did you see Stephen Colbert's like um, remake of of the Cheers song with Obi Wan? Oh, I did. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> it was hysterical. He's a funny guy. Hysterical, funny guy. yeah. The question I have, though, is like, because I remember last year when um, Ewan McGregor and Hayne Christensen were supposed to be coming to Boston Comic-Con, and there was this whole big thing, and I was wondering, why in the world are they coming? To, of, of, not to say that it's not a great show, that Boston Comic-Con is not a great show, but it's, but I mean, I would figure that they would be doing something like at a San Diego or at a New York Comic-Con or something that, that, that was like really, you know, yeah, big, 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 big show. Right, right, not to for, say sure, like that. for sure, for sure. But I'm wondering if that—that's when they were supposed to be starting the, uh, the filming was last year. And that was the reason why he would be here, just because he would have been here in the same area. I heard that some—somebody had mentioned that early on my Facebook somewhere, and I was like, that is an interesting idea. But oh, regardless killer, of yeah. that, uh, it's good to hear that uh, that show is going to start uh, getting into production, and hopefully, maybe by next, the end of next year, we're going to start seeing some, uh, some, uh, some episodes from that uh, from that series. Yeah, I think that'll that'll be wonderful. Um... Yeah, no, it's amazing that Ewan McGregor uh, even agreed to do it. It's, it must be a good script um, for him to agree. He uh, sounds he's, like he's, he's really he's excited about picky. it. Yeah, no, he's, he, and he's a good actor, so that'll be really cool. Good stuff, um, good stuff. Yeah, so one, one last thing. So yeah. the, the one, and this is telling, the one uh, episode which Lucas came to the set of The Mandalorian was Dave Filoni's. Last week's. Yeah, last week's. He yeah. was on set for that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm sure he was, it was a partially because he was extremely proud of Dave Filoni. I think partially also, I think Dave Filoni wants to make sure that he was doing that episode the way George would do it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it helps. I, I think it, it shows, actually, or not helps. It shows. So, I'm going to have to go I, back and watch that again. I'm telling you. That, it's that so good. Last week. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, one of the things that really got me as well, too, was the fact, my God, we're seeing, we're, <laughs> this is a sound fight, but, you know, at first, like, oh, my God, we're seeing lightsabers again. But not only that, you're getting one heck of a great choreographed, like, you know, tools going on at the same time, which I, which I really enjoyed. And oh, you got to great. see the force being used again. I mean, it was, it was, it was great seeing a Jedi back in action again, because the last time we saw a Jedi in action was uh, back in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it was it was great to see her uh, doing her thing. I'm looking forward to. And, I um, mean, the, oh, actually, and one we also, I also recently watched um, the end of uh, the Clone Wars. I watched the end of the Clone Wars again, and okay. I gotta say, I mean, again, Rosario Dawson just did. She just did such a great job with the character. You got you got to think that this is this is going to be leading to to her own show. I hope so. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd love to see I, I that. I was thinking of this. Yeah. And I was like, how can you have that character be there and not give her, I mean, an Ahsoka, an Ahsoka I show? I mean, how can I'm, you not? Yeah, totally. I, I'm wondering if this was done in a way to say, like, you know, well, we're, the Ahsoka spinoff comes out of that episode. But yeah. who knows? Who knows? No, we'll who knows? I hope, I hope you're right. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. And uh, hopefully we'll get more. I th- 
I'm always hoping for more from Dave Filoni. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. But that's, uh, I think that does it for us for this week on the TJW podcast, the Traveling the Gentleways podcast. Be sure to listen to our show on YouTube. We're posting our shows there now. As well, you can still listen to us on iTunes and from our blog. If you have, want to reach us, check us out on our Facebook page. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think about the show and what your thoughts are about The Mandalorian or anything else within the Star Wars universe as well as expanded universe stuff. Um, we are going to go... Yes, I think as soon as The Mandalorian is done and finished for this season, um, we are going to go back to that, uh, um, to those NPR radio dramas that we we, we did a, a first episode for, for A New Hope. Um, and I would really like to continue uh, doing that. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah. So for all of us here at the podcast, I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling the gentleman waste. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>